Well, hello everybody. I'm really excited about sharing with you today. This is a very short teaching and mostly practical, but I will give you some ideas about how to practice growing in the prophetic. Today, I will share with you about navigating higher realms in the prophetic. Everybody wants to be prophetic, but so many times people uh, don't want to uh, invest the time and also uh, do some sacrifices in order for them to grow in the prophetic. If people is lacking uh, prayer in their lives, it's very difficult for them to flow in the prophetic. Um, usually when people is not praying much, if they want to flow in the prophetic, sometimes they might not be able to discern what are they hearing, what are they seeing, what are they perceiving, because uh, they might have a spirit of a spirit of error because they are not in a scripture or they are not spending some time in prayer with the Lord. And uh, the more we spend time with the Lord, the more we recognize the ways that he speaks, the ways that he communicates, the ways that that um, that the primary ways that he communicates to you. Because some people hears first, some people sees first visions, uh, some people have mostly lots of dreams. Uh, and of course, God prim primarily speaks to everybody through his word. So we have to stay on his word and his word will help us to, to discern um, to discern what we are hearing, what we are seeing in the scripture. So in order for us to grow in the prophetic, it is important, number one, that we have a prayer life, that we are on God's word, because God's word is the ultimate prophetic word that we can have upon our lives, especially the promises of God. So uh, we, we want to cultivate a life of prayer in our lives. So there is always room for growth in our lives. There is always room for, for growth. And um, in order for us to grow, we want to practice like anything else. If you, if you know how to build houses, the more you do it, the more you learn about it, the more you learn about the strategies and new materials, new technologies of how to build a house, then you will be more effective on doing that. If you are a writer, the more you do it, the better you will be. And of course, there is always a, a, a key about learning from others as well. So the more we do it, the better we get at it. We, we, we all know that. Um, with the prophetic is the same way. With the gift of the spirit is the same way. And sometimes, you know, that is a good thing, but at the same time, it's a dangerous thing because if people is not spending time in the word, but they are mostly just prophesying, they can find and they can, they can have big mistakes or fall into deception because they are not staying on the word. So, but the reason why it's a, a good thing that as you practice, you grow is because you're exercising that spiritual muscle, but the word is the foundation in order for us to stay, you know, safe and be able to discern what we are hearing and uh, what we are seeing in any spiritual encounter that we might have. So in the prophetic, it is important that we continue to cultivate a life of prayer and uh, stay in community and also interact with others and share with others prophetic words and grow together as a community so that as we share prophetic words, we learn to be sharpened by one another. And also, of course, the word of God sharpens us. And when we are prophesying as the Lord brings forth uh, stories from the Bible, uh, you know, um, uh, explanations from the Bible, insight from the Bible, the Lord is training us through that. But today, that's just a brief introduction right there. But today, I want to share with you about growing, about going higher in the prophetic, growing and going higher in the prophetic. The Bible says that we are to covet uh, or covet prophecy. 
the, the gifts of the spirit. So we want to really desire. We really, really, we want to have that desire in our hearts that we really, really want to prophesy. And um, so we want to really prophesy with the leading of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, have that desire on our hearts to prophesy, but flow with the love of God, flow with the compassion of God, flow with the hope of God, primarily with the love of God. Now, I want to share a, a, a video with you later about the voice of God, which I think you will enjoy. But at the meantime, I want to take you to Ezekiel 37, because this chapter includes some keys of what God um, does through prophecy and also how we operate through prophecy, how we are to utter prophetic words. And it's very simple. So Ezekiel 37, I want you to go to your Bible, Ezekiel 37. See the, the dry bones. This is the dry bones come to life. So the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by, by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know, Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will not, I, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with the skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I look, the sinews and the flesh came upon me, upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come forth, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this slain and they might live. So I prophesy as he commanded me and breath came into them and they live and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, all my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and perform it, says the Lord. This is a powerful scripture for the prophetic. If you have time, I encourage you to meditate on this chapter and look in detail how the Lord spoke to Ezekiel and then how Ezekiel responded to God and how he approached, how did he prophesy what God was commanding him to prophesy. 
So in this scripture, there are several things that I want to talk to you about it, because on Ezekiel 37, it gives us keys about um, how to prophesy. Notice that in the prophetic, when we want to grow into higher realms in the prophetic, we want to um, be very specific. I hear so many people prophesying or I see prophetic words on, on, on different platforms where people is very generic with the prophetic words. What do I mean with generic prophetic words? Meaning that they are not specific. They are not measurable. Prophetic words are to be measurable. What do I mean about prophetic words? They need to be measurable. Well, the, the number one thing about having measurable prophetic words, it means that we need to provide more details. We got to be a specific. Uh, we want to be a specific. Prophetic words are to be a specific. Uh, we want to ask questions to the Holy Spirit, details. What I tell the people is, every time I train people in the prophetic, I say, ask questions to the Holy Spirit. If he show you something, if he uh, spoke to you one word, one single word, you can ask uh, God, you know, what is this about? Where is this? When is this going to occur? Who is involved in this? Who's the people? Who's the region? Ask questions. Why is this? How? You want to ask those six questions. What, where, when, who, why, and how? You grow in the prophetic exponentially. Why? Because it's making the prophetic word measurable rather than being very generic. What do I mean about that? I mean that we want to know about times, about seasons. We want to ask God, Lord, is this prophetic word for this time? What time is this uh, prophetic word for? Uh, what season is this prophetic word for? Uh, location. You want to know locations. You can ask Holy Spirit, what is this? is going to take place? What country? What state? What city? What family? You know, uh, what region? Ask uh, if he's talking about people, uh, specific groups of people, what the people is, who are they? Uh, you know, the names of the people and things like that. Uh, if it's a company, agencies, what kind of companies, companies, uh, uh, government branches, uh, you know, what kind of... Um, what kind of agency it is. You want to get details. You don't want to be so generic. I hear that a lot. And I really believe that the prophetic has uh, been in a very low level. Uh, we need to grow more in the prophetic. So they're making it measurable when it comes to pass and when, when it manifests. It actually, you can see that it's really manifest and it's not just something very generic that that you can say, oh, that was the prophetic word that I say, but you really didn't provide those details. Make sense? So the prophetic words must be measurable, not general prophetic words. I will give you some illustrations about generic prophetic words, but I want to uh, uh, first, I want to remind you of how sometimes throughout our daily lives, we have experienced generic answers from people sometimes when we are having conversations. Let's say that you are interacting with someone for the first time, or maybe with a friend of yours, and um, and maybe you're trying to find out what are you good at and you ask them the question, you know, hey, uh, you're asking to someone, uh, what am I good at? You know, um, can you tell me? And sometimes they might say, you are good at everything. That's a generic question. It doesn't give you any detail. That's not a specific. And uh, another example of that, and it's so common, is that uh, sometimes if you ask somebody or somebody, you know, is asking, what's your favorite food? If somebody tells you, I like old food, that doesn't give you an answer. Correct? Everybody following me? And um, so this, uh, this uh, does this answer your question? Absolutely not. It doesn't answer your question if somebody says, I like old food. 
So measurable would be an answer like, I like Thai food, especially Pad Thai with broccoli and chicken. And I know that when fresh shrimp is available, I'll go for the shrimp. <laughs> so that is a specific answer, right? So a generic prophetic word, for instance, I hear a lot of people say or prophesy over somebody else, you, you will get your breakthrough. That was it. That's, that's so generic. It's not bad. It is good. Don't take me wrong. There is a place where we all start, but we need to grow in the prophetic. We need to know prophetic words about the past, the present, and the future. And they need to be detailed, more detailed. And in order for us to grow in detail uh, and getting more details from the Lord, it requires practice. Why? Because we go through the painful process of waiting. Yay! Waiting on the Lord in the secret place is where it starts. So then you flow. As you practice, you flow. So a generic prophetic word. I want to give you an illustration. So I talked to you about that prophetic word that says you will get your breakthrough. Very generic. Well, you want to ask these questions. What kind of breakthrough? What area of the person's life is getting the breakthrough? Is this the season or time for the breakthrough? What is the breakthrough going to do in her life or his life currently or in the future? Is this breakthrough is, 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 um, impacting herself or her family? Or, you know, you got to be specific. And so the Lord will take you in the prophetic as far as you would like to go. The Lord will take you in the prophetic as far as you believe and have faith for. So the Lord, this is a, a third thing that I'm about to tell you. The Lord will take you in the prophetic and in the supernatural as far as uh, you feel open to go with it, with him. Because somehow internally, we put blockages or limitations about how far can we go in the prophetic. So when we remove those obstacles or those limitations that we put in our lives in the prophetic, then we will flow and we will be able to grow and we will be able to give powerful prophetic words and not just generic words. Let me give you another illustration of a gener generic word of knowledge. And generic word of knowledge is not bad, but I'm saying that the more detail, the more, listen to this, watch this, the more accurate a prophetic word is, the stronger the anointing. And what does the anointing do? The anointing destroys the yoke and remove burdens. A generic word of knowledge, let me give you an example of that. Someone is in the audience or in a small group setting, and they say someone has a leg pain. Listen to that. Someone has a leg pain. We can definitely dig a little bit more and obtain more details. We want to be specific. So the word of knowledge, when we, are really, when we, want, when we receive a word of knowledge, we want to identify prophetically, number one, where is the person located? Number two, identify the person who has the pain. Number three, is it left leg or right leg? Number four, what part of the leg is it? Number five, why is the leg in that condition? Number six, 
what is God healing on the leg? Is it a bone issue, a tendon issue, a muscle issue? So you want to get into those details. Is it a disease? Is it arthritis? What is it? Was it broke? Was it a car accident? So you want to get those details. And that breaks that pattern of releasing generic prophetic words. When we are fighting in the spiritual realm and we are prophetically praying, prophetically interceding and prophesying and identifying spiritual strongholds, for instance, over America or over our lives, it's very easy for people to prophetically identify which one is the demon or principality or power behind an issue. Or for instance, what's the stronghold in America? People is fast to identify and to spot what the problem is. But people in most uh, practice, we all want to practice even more to be specific about getting the strategy from God in order for that principality, that stronghold, that power, that host of weakness to come down and, and for us to take it out. So that's when we go into the details. We want to get a specific strategies from God and how is God going to take it out so that we can engage in that spiritual warfare. But just saying that, oh, I see the spirit of Jezebel over America, that doesn't help. You just identify what the problem is. It's like, uh, you know, the illustration that comes to mind right now is very simple from Holy Spirit. And is that you are with your friend and you tell your friend, oh, you, you have a, you have a tomato sauce on your, on your blouse. You just spotted the problem, but you didn't say, you know, let me see if I, got, if I have um, uh, something to help you to clean it up. You know, so just spotting something, just identifying something, a problem doesn't bring a solution. So the prophetic wants to flow, not just on identification of uh, spiritual uh, situations or strongholds or whatever it is, but actually be specific about what's the strategy that God wants to release and be specific about that strategy. Is This is uh, also, uh, this also applies when we are identifying curses in our lives, because sometimes people say, oh, I this is a generic break cursing. A curse breaking, very generic. People say, I break all the curses in my life. Well, that is good, you know. But you want to be specific. What kind of curse are you breaking in your life? Was your family involved in witchcraft? Was your family involved, you know, in, uh, in tra human trafficking, in uh, baby sacrifices, um, human sacrifices, animal sacrifices? What were they involved in? You know, you know do they, did they take advantage of people financially? Uh, did they uh, steal from the poor? Uh, all these kinds of things. And you want to break curses and be specific. So when the Holy Spirit reveals these things prophetically, then you target them and you go with it, asking for more details from Holy Spirit. What, where, when, who, why? And you get that information and you go for it. And I tell you that it, the Lord is it, it, just very effective. It's very, very effective. And the Lord will reveal those things. So... When we do this, and the more we do it, the better we become, the better we become. And now you, you, are, you are wondering, well, is this possible for me? The Bible says that it is possible. And the Bible tells you on uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. The Holy Spirit dwells in the inside of you. So that means that you have access to all 
authority and power, and you have access to all knowledge. And he is the one that will teach you about all things. Can you, you know how when you meet somebody and they are very knowledgeable about a particular topic and you just want to know about that topic and the conversation is so pleasant because you're asking questions and this person is so knowledgeable, they are sharing with you, but then this person leaves and then you might have to send a text message or email or call them if that you have a question for anything. Now these days people go to Google, right? Or, or a search um, uh, uh, website and start looking for information. But think about it that these things you have to go and and do it yourself but however the holy spirit dwells in the inside of you he's right there he never leaves you you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize hey holy spirit is here there was a time that i was practicing uh in accuracy i haven't done it in a while now but i used to get up in the morning and i will ask holy spirit holy spirit what's the temperature today and I said, what's the, but then I realized that when he told me the temperature and I look it up, well, the temperature is changing per hour. So I wanted to be more specific. And I said, okay, what's the highest temperature that is gonna be today? And, and, uh, and after two or three times, I got it very accurate, but I haven't done it. And sometimes I was going to a meeting and I would say, Holy Spirit, how many people is gonna be there? Because that is, uh, is cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit, but also you're getting to practice how to obtain more details from the Lord. So I will ask the Lord, Lord, how many people is going to be in this gathering? And he will tell me, and exactly that number of people will show up. And so you can do those mini exercises to develop uh, how to obtain details from the Holy Spirit. If you notice, when I send the invitation for this training, I sent a picture of an eagle carrying some keys and it was coming from a golden atmosphere from the sky. Well, the reason why I sent that picture and I, I will not uh, expand greatly on this, but the eagle, as you know, the eagle represents the prophetic. It also represents a prophet, the fivefold ministry, and it represents higher realms in the prophetic. Why? Because of the vision of the eagle, the capabilities that an eagle has uh, to see. And also an eagle flies very high and he's able to see uh, below everything, the whole picture of uh, what's happening underneath. It speaks of heavenly uh, high places, high places, you know, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, because you're high above, you know, with Christ Jesus. It also speaks of vision and it also represents an angelic messenger coming with keys the prophetic realm being released and bringing keys, keys of a strategy, keys of the kingdom, and so much more. The keys are to unlock opportunities or also to lock doors that need to be shut in this season because there are some doors that need to be shut um, in, in a certain season. They're supposed to be open for a certain season and maybe then shut. Uh, so it's, uh, it's to unlock or lock doors it speaks of the keys of the kingdom. What do we do with the keys of the kingdom? We bind, we lose, uh, we open, we release from heaven down to earth. So keys represent the strategies. Uh, like for instance, this is key to do something. Like we say that, you know, this is the key for you to be successful, you know? So it, will, it represents keys to, for something, for the strategies, how to effectively bring something into completion. So keys represent access because once you open, now you have access to enter in 
where God is sending you to go. So I, the reason why I put that ego is because this is these are the things that happen in the prophetic when we are operating in a high, high realm in the prophetic. And so these keys gives you access. The prophetic keys give you access. Why a golden sky? Why did I put that picture with that golden sky on the background? Well, the golden sky and the clouds speak of the glory of God. The Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. So this messenger of heaven, this uh, prophetic, this prophetic flow of higher dimensions, navigating in higher dimensions, come from the glory of the Lord. And so the eagle is coming from the glory of the Lord. So higher realms, why do I say that in the glory we, we flow with higher realms in the prophetic? I'll tell you why. We are able to prophesy in three different realms. Number one, by faith. Number two, under the power of the anointing. And number three, in the glory. In the faith is where everybody operates. In faith, everybody operates in the prophetic. In the anointing is an easier flow, flow and is powerful. And in the third realm, which is, which is the glory, the gifts of the spirit, the operation of the supernatural flows easily because you're no longer speaking about the glory, but you are actually in the glory, prophesying in the glory. So now everybody is in the glory when the atmosphere and the glory has come, everybody is in the glory. So it is easily to release the prophetic words, the gifts of the spirit, to operate in the spirit of prophecy. It's easier to release uh, uh, the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the healings, uh, the manifestations of the spirit. So when I send this picture about the eagle and the golden sky and the clouds, it's speaking about declaring the glory of the Lord and the prophetic being released into higher realms and operating in a higher realm. And don't take me wrong, faith is powerful, anointing is powerful, and then the glory. We, we appreciate all of them, but our, and our pursuit is the glory, the glory of God. So on Ezekiel 37, notice that I mentioned Ezekiel 37, we, we, we read it, we shared about it. Then I told you about how specifically we got to be when we are prophesying instead of having generic prophetic words. So notice that in Ezekiel 37 and verse 37, Ezekiel says that this, he mentions the spirit of the Lord. He says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Number one, he identified who in the vision. He is discerning the spirit, the spirit of the Lord. And then he says, and he set me down in the midst of the valley. So now he's being specific about where this occurred in the valley. He's expressing where this is happening. Where was he taken to? On verse number four, you see that God, and he says, again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath. So in this picture, in this scripture, God said. So God is telling him what to prophesy and how is he going to do it? Notice that on verse five, God says, I will cause breath to enter into you. He's being specific. He's not being generic. He's not only saying, 
you will be resurrected. And that's it. He's saying how? What's going to cause the dry bones to come to life? He says, I will cause breath to enter into your bones and you shall live. And then he says in details, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. So he's saying, what is he going to do and how he's going to do it and, and what's going to happen when he does it? He says, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with the skin. Notice that. Why did God took the, the time to specify parts of the body? He's specifying parts of the body, skin, sinews, flesh. And then he says, and I will put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So there will be, the Lord is uh, expressing a message that people will know that he's the one that is performing this. Now, on verse 7, you see that Ezekiel says, so I prophesy as I was commanded. I want to pause right there for a minute because a lot of times people hear God in their spirits, but they never say it verbally. So I'm going to tell you that that prophetic word will not come to pass because the prophetic word must be uttered, must be spoken, and it will manifest. Notice that Ezekiel, God told him what to prophesy. God was speaking to Ezekiel, and, he, and Ezekiel didn't stay just there. He prophesied. He opened his mouth and uttered the word of the Lord. And it spoke to that that God was telling it to prophesy too. Sometimes people limit themselves. Like, for instance, if somebody, if uh, the Lord is, uh, is giving them a prophetic word about somebody, let's say the president of the United States or, or uh, the, somebody's, um, you know, the the, the job where you're working at, the, the, the name of the company, the company in particular or something like that, the Lord is giving you a prophetic word and you feel like you're supposed to be in the building in order for you to release that prophetic word. Not necessarily, because we are in the spirit realm. You can speak and prophesy that word right there, like if that building is right there in front of you. When you are prophesying and interceding for your families, you prophesy as if the person is right in front of you. That is higher realms of the prophetic. Because if you just hear God saying something about your family prophetically and you just keep it in your heart, it's not going to manifest because you have to utter it. Why? Because you must come in agreement with God. You want to come in agreement with God in body, soul, and spirit. In your heart, believing it. In your spirit, receiving it and believing it. And then uttering it with your lips, believing also and receiving it in your mind. And you want to speak it to come in agreement with God. So we see on verse 7 that uh, God is specified, you know. And then, and then uh, Ezekiel repeats exactly what God says. And then he says on verse 8, Indeed, as I look, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them. But he says, but there was no breath in them. So he, he, he provided the details, just like the way that God prophesied. He was also given those details. On verse number nine, we see that he says, thus says the Lord God, come forth. I mean, come from, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this slain that they might live. Notice how specific that is. He's saying, come from, where is the four winds coming? He's, he's saying, who is going to do it? 
the spirit of the Lord, the four winds of heaven, the four winds will come forth and, and he's calling forth the breath to enter this lane. So he's specifying the four winds and the breath to be released into this lane. And he's given the outcome of it. He's basically saying the four winds and the breath are the ones that will give life to you. So he's not only saying that you will come to life, but he's saying you, you will come alive. But he's also saying, this is the way that I'm going to cause you to come to life. Through the, I'm going to use the four winds of the spirit and my breath to enter you and to revive you again and to bring you back to life. Why am I saying that? Because God is specific. We want to be specific when we are releasing prophetic words, because the more detailed, the more specific we are, the greater the anointing is. So there is not a generic prophetic word. A generic prophetic word will be, well, God is resurrecting you, sister. How is God resurrecting me? What part of my life is being resurrected? How is it going to be resurrected? Is this my season for resurrection? Is it my job being resurrected? Is my finances being resurrected? And how? And um, so, and why, and when, you know, we want to be specific. How is it going to be resurrected? And then on verse number 10, we see that Ezekiel described that, I, that it was an exceedingly great army. So that was a group of people. So I was mentioning earlier about being specific about what groups of people are their names of people that are being involved in this prophetic word. We can ask God, what is, who's the people? What's the name of the people? Get more details about it. Verse 11 says, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. What is this? This sentence right here is a word of knowledge. That God knew the condition and, the, and, and what they were saying about themselves. So God gave a word of knowledge to Ezekiel. And then he says to Ezekiel, see, this is a great example that when we receive a word of knowledge, we are not to just give a word of knowledge, but also we are to prophesy after we release a word of knowledge. And we see the example in here on verse number 12, where God says, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, all my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. See, it's being very specific. It's saying, I'm going to bring you to the land of Israel. It didn't say, I'm going to just bring you to the land. He didn't say just land. He says, I will bring you to the land of Israel. So when we are praying over America, we are saying, okay, what's happening on the Midwest and which state in the Midwest? Is there a particular city? You know, we, especially we intercessors, we are to flow in detail. Like, okay, is it the East part? Is it the West part? Is it the North part? What the state, you know, what city, what county, uh, what, uh, what uh, realm? Is it the agricultural, you know, is the, the farming? Uh, is it the manufacturing? What's the realm that we are? What, okay, if it's manufacturing, what is it? Is it automobile? Is it, is it fabric? Uh, what is it? Uh, is it uh, food um, uh, production, you know, packing? What is it? We got to dig into the details. It's the same way when we are seeking for freedom, breaking up curses, we got to go deep into what the matter is. On verse number 11, we see, behold, all my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. Uh, oh, I, I read that one already. Verse 13, uh, we see one section where he says, all my people, 
and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. Well, this one I already shared before, but he was prophesying into. And then he specified, he says, I will place you in your own land. So he's promising them that is your land. Israel is your land. So we, if you go in detail on this uh, chapter 37 from uh, verse 1 to verse 14, you will identify keys about how to flow in the prophetic and how to obtain details from the Lord. How Ezekiel, uh, there are examples of how Ezekiel got details from the Lord. The Lord gave him those details. The Lord, and, and people say, well, I don't want to be questioning God or asking questions to the Lord. There is nothing wrong with asking the Lord questions because sovereignly he prompts you with a prophetic word. He quickens you with a prophetic word. But the communication is two-way communication. Let's say that my best friend calls me and starts telling me about something. Um, and I, I would like to know more details about it. I will not just stay quiet, but I will ask her questions about it. So in, the, in a similar manner, when we are communicating with God, interacting with God, communing with God, it's a two-way communication. And we have the freedom to ask him questions. Remember Abraham, the father of faith, he started asking uh, questions to the Lord when he came to visit him. I love that story when Abraham was under, uh, I think he was under, under a tree and, uh, and uh, he saw the Lord coming. There were two men coming and he discerned, he ran to them. And uh, he started talking with them. He offered them food. We know the story. He offered them food and all this good stuff. He was entertaining the Lord in his house. He was asking him questions. Then where are you going? And then because the Lord knows Abraham, he is pondering and the Lord is pondering in his heart. How should I hide from Abraham? What am I about, what am I, what am I about to do? Should I hide it from him? But Abraham asked questions. Remember? Lord, will you destroy the city if there is only 50? He started going into details. He was conversing with God. It's the same way in the prophetic. We ask for questions to the Lord. Lord, what does this mean? When I see a, an angel or when I see a spirit being, I ask to the Lord in my heart, Lord, what is this? What does this mean? Why right now? Why am I seeing this right now while I'm driving in a certain location? Because you have to remember context. Why did you have a spiritual um, encounter in your office? Why did you have a spiritual encounter in the bathroom? <laughs> you're coming out of the bathroom and, and boom, you see an angel in there and you're, Lord, what was this about? Why will I see an angel in the bathroom? And, you know, at this time, at 11 o'clock, <laughs> you know, so, so you want to be specific and you ask questions to the Lord. He loves to be interacting with us. So I want to share with you briefly some guidelines because we are going to engage in some spiritual exercises. And so these guidelines in the prophetic, uh, and this is like a very short training because we could really go in depth regarding navigating higher realms in the prophetic. So the guidelines, basic guidelines in order for us to continue navigating higher in the prophetic is when we are prophesying, don't say, I think, I think this means blah, blah, blah. Well, a prophetic word is not your thinking, all right? So you don't want to say, I think. And I know that we all have developed uh, habits 
And we have heard other people prophesy, and then we learn from them those habits as well. But there is a place where there is a, a, a growth and a pruning, and we these are some of the things that we want to prune for us from us, and is the word I think or I feel. You know, usually when people say I feel, it's because they are not sure. Or they are not sure if it's the Lord. And when we are in a training setting and we are beginning, it is okay to say that I feel, but you know. As you're growing in maturity, you want to avoid to say, I feel blah, blah, blah. And one that I have in me that is very, very common is I see, I see this, I see that, I see that. But that's one word that we want to kind of stop saying so much. I see this, I see that. And we go on. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard you. You see, okay? <laughs> you see. <laughs> I get the point. You you are seeing, okay? <laughs> you don't have to tell me 10 times. <laughs> I'm saying that to myself. <laughs> So, or many people, they say, I believe. Well, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Uh, I do use, I believe when we are prophesying on the streets, when we are doing dream interpretation, because we don't want to come across to people like all puffed up and prideful, you know? And like, oh, this is what that dream means, you know? But rather, I believe that the dream means this, 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 you know? But in a church setting, we want to avoid saying, I believe, because I believe might sound like a personal belief. You prophesy in the word of the Lord. So you want to sound with power and authority, okay? You don't want to say sentences like, I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm not sure about this. I just, I just, I don't know if I should say it. I just, I'm not sure. You know what? If you're prophesying to somebody like that, probably the other person will say, Lord, have mercy. Help this lady, Lord. <laughs> She's so terrified to speak. <laughs> but we want to we want to be confident. We want to be bold. That's the number two thing. Be bold, be confident. Number three, proclaim and release the prophetic word with power and authority. What does that mean? That you're not going to whisper the prophetic word, that you're going to proclaim it like when somebody is proclaiming to the four winds, okay? Because that's what a prophetic word is. It's a proclamation. You're proclaiming the word of the Lord. It's like a herald. You're running with the good news, sharing what it is. So you proclaim and release the prophetic word with authority and power. So um, don't overthink. That's number four. Don't overthink the prophetic word. Don't overthink it. Number five, uh, teaching is no prophetic word. Preaching is no prophetic word. Opinion is no prophetic word. I see that happening. Comments are no prophetic words. Observations are no prophetic words. If somebody tells you, well, uh, you know, uh, you are very, you are very well prepared. I see that before, um, before you have your family gathering, you get very organized and blah, blah, blah. That's not a prophetic word. That is not a prophetic word. Pastor, you did a nice job with the sermon. I see that you, you, you studied the topic very well. And I see that, that uh, you're very efficient with it. That's not a prophetic word. That's an observation. You'd observe that he was prepared for the meeting. That's not a prophetic word. All right. Opinion is not a prophetic word. Comments are not a prophetic word. Observations are not prophetic word. Natural knowledge 
coming from intellect is not a prophetic word. Unless the Holy Spirit has highlighted something to you and it comes forth, then it's prophetic. It's prophetic only if it comes from Holy Spirit. That simplifies it. If it comes from Holy Spirit, it's prophetic. All right? So be specific. Prophetic words are to be specific. Ask questions to the Holy Spirit for more details. What, where, when, who, why, how. Uh, get times and seasons, location, country, what the state, city, what region, specific groups of people, names of people, etc. What agencies is God talking about? What uh, companies is he talking about? What government branches? Is it the judicial branch? What is it? Uh, number 12. Prophetic words must be measurable. I shared this with you, not generic prophetic words. Generic prophetic words will be, uh, I'm, because I see that some people just joined, I want to share briefly that a basic, a generic prophetic word will be, you will get your breakthrough. That's a very generic prophetic word. And sometimes people, when they hear that, they are like, seriously, one more? If I hear one more time somebody that that I will have my breakthrough, I wanna do a breaking. <laughs> Because I want to know more than that. I'm just being funny. But you will get your breakthrough. Well, that's very generic. You want to know what kind of breakthrough? What area of the person's life is getting a breakthrough? Is this the season for for the breakthrough? Is this the time of breakthrough? What is the breakthrough going to do in her life? And in his life currently and in the future? And who is going to be impacted by those matters? And number 13, and I will share two more more with you, and it's uh, number 13, if God reveals spiritual strongholds that we need to take down and remove from the people or the United States or even from ourselves, we got to get a specific strategies from God. Be specific. How is God going to take this down? Number 14, be willing to receive instruction and correction. When you're learning in the prophetic, be willing to receive instruction and correction. Um, because especially in this group, people knows I'm going to push your envelope. All right. And I will be pushing you because I want to stretch you and I want you to grow. And uh, number 15, don't get offended when receiving instruction or being corrected. That's and we all have a little pride in our hearts. Let's admit it that we have a little pride in our hearts and we always want to be right. And we think that we are right, but we all there is a place where we all need to grow. So let's don't get offended when receiving instruction or being corrected um, when, when, you, when your envelope is being pushed, okay? And the last thing that I want to say as a practical thing for all of you to take with you today is practice, practice, practice. Number one, when you watch or hear the news, instead of letting it over, you know, overtaking you with worries and stress and all this kind of thing, turn it around. Cancel the curse. You know, you hear in the news and you say, I canceled that curse now in the mighty name of Jesus. I canceled that curse of blah, 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 blah. Be specific. What curse are you canceling? And then, and I prophesy the opposite according to the leading of the Holy Spirit in details. All right. Number two, if you are already prophesying for 20 minutes every day or 10 minutes, whatever it is, I challenge yourself to prophesy longer by incrementing the time to a few more minutes every day uh, over a period of time. And then challenge yourself again after a certain period of weeks or months, whatever it is, it's, it's up to you. And this will help you. And this will definitely help you to stretch your faith and sharpen your prophetic gifting definitely will help you significantly to do those things. 
Now, I want to tell you about three exercises that we will be doing today. The first exercise, we're going to break into groups. And the first exercise will be a practical session where we are going to receive a new tongue. I know that everybody here speaks in tongues. We are going to receive a new tongue. And then we will release a prophetic word in a new tongue. And then another person will interpret that message in tongues. The practical session, number two, will be more structured prophetic word. What does that mean? A personal prophecy, short, that will include three elements. Three elements. Past, present, future, past, something that occurred in the past, present, something that is happening right now or that the person is going through. Number three, future, prophesying to the future of the past that was revealed, that is called foretelling. So the prophetic, we have in the prophetic, we have access of past, present, and future. Prophets flow very easily with the three. Because they flow with revelatory giftings of words of uh, wisdom, words of knowledge, and miracles. They also flow. They flow with the miracles and words of knowledge, wisdom, prophetic. The practical session number three on this one, we will go more in detail. We will probably take 20 minutes on this. And um, we will include, and this is gonna be about the word of the Lord over the United States of America. And we are going to include a past situation, a present situation and a future. Um, a, a past, uh, I mean to say a, a past word, a word of knowledge, basically, a present situation, which is will be not something that you necessarily know, uh, but, something that the Lord revealed to you about this present time over America. And then a future thing that it will be the prophetic word over America regarding that past or present thing that the Lord revealed to you. What is God prophesying into that? So the word of the Lord over the United States of America, we will prophesy it and we will do it into groups and then we will share. So I'm sharing all this right now in the recording so that those that hear it later, they can start doing it in, in their homes or I recommend it to do it with three people. Don't do it just with two people. You want to do it with three people. Uh, so you will have fun. So anyhow, thank you so much for being um, in this uh, training session. I, uh, I hope that you receive some keys and some nuggets to navigate navigate into higher realms in the prophetic. So this is Lorena Cox. It was a pleasure serving you today.